Well, 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 we're here live and direct from Indianapolis, Indiana, our sister city. Ain't that America? We're in one of the most American towns in America. Um, it's different. We, we love smaller town travel, and this is no exception. We're in the biggest hotel of my entire life. <laughs> this, is the big, this is the biggest hotel I've been in a very long time, and I don't mean just the room size. The, the, the hallways, hallways, I mean, you could play a game of soccer in there. It, it's, it's big like the plates at the steakhouse. It, it, the hallway that our rooms are on, room two oh two five zero nine at the Bottle Works Hotel, you can where you can find me. It's as large as a football pitch. I watched one episode of Ted Lasso on the plane, so I'm You're well versed in the beautiful game. I hear that's Yeah, it's it's well, like better than baseball and stuff. The it's beautiful good. part about uh the size of these rooms is that it's allowing us to do the very rare how long gone face to face one on one podcast. This is maybe the second or third? <laughs> yeah, in overall in, in like almost 200 episodes. Yeah, man. And the energy is palpable. I can tell you what. I mean, Jason probably still feels like he's going to die because why don't you why don't you inform the listeners on what you did last night? I went to a bar that has cigarette vending machine. That's all you need to know, That's guys. That's all you need to know. But surprisingly, Jason didn't drown his sorrows in a 12-pack of Miller High Life. Um, he did enjoy um, a, a couple of, of apparently well-made Manhattans, pretty, just to remind you of Manhattan, a real yeah. city. Did it, did it, is that what you were trying to do? Well, I had Manhattan on the brain because I was I got this like steak au pois kit in the mail last week from mm. friend of the show, Chef Ludo, from uh, LA's Petit Trois. Shout out to Sue for hooking it up, but... Oh, I didn't get one of those. Huh. Yeah, it was for a chef, chef-driven chef curators, so I don't know if you fit the bill for that, Chris. I mean, it sounds gross anyway, to be honest. And but but I was saying, included in the box, in the meal kit, there was some fine New Zealand Wagyu steaks, you know, some creme fraiche, some, some shallots that Ludo minced for me. Shallots. Personally, yeah, some somebody from New Zealand or Australia sent me a video saying, it's pronounced shallots. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, not that I say the word very often, but I, I would always defer to Alison Roman on the pronunciation. Master linguist. Well, she just kind of made the ingredient famous, you know? Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, it was weird because, I mean, obviously to the American tongue, shallot is just how you say it. There's the, there's yeah, like the American yeah. and then there's like the proper English way of saying it, which is shallot or, you know, Australian as well. It really does sound better. Now that I, I've tried both on for size, the shallot makes me feel like a Chrysler minivan. And the shallot is a is a zippy little Alfa Romeo. Bitch, you look like a Chrysler minivan. So <laughs> I think that fits a little better. But but both in size and sensible color palette. Very sensible today. You look like a damn fucking Easter egg. But um, um if, I'm, wa- I'm wearing a white <laughs> and a, and then a very yellow. A very you look like if Gumby got dressed for church. Canary cream. <laughs> you look like Gumby going to church on Easter. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't wear. Vintage denim to church, oh, unless you unless your church is the Rose Bowl swap meet. Well, that is the, the altar I worship at. Um, Man, I was my chick tried to get me to go to that shit last weekend. I had to do a, I had to wiggle out of a rear naked choke. To, get up at five a.m. to go look at some teas. I mean, it's actually pretty fun. You must have me fucked up. You think I'm going to wake up at five a.m. wait in line for an hour to go look at a pair of jordans that a japanese guy is about to spend three racks the problem is that the stuff that people are lining up for like i'm not a dealer i don't need that shit i can go at 10 a.m and like find trust me nobody's snapping up those wilco vintage tees 
before I get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, they say culture vulture, but we're there to pick through what's left. Exactly. I'm there to basically keep these small businesses, these independent independent businesses in business. There's nothing wrong with being a vulture, man. You want to let these, these dumbasses go out there, do all the hard work. I come in, pick up a little bit of meat off the bones. That's all I need. Mm. Give me some bad shit. I want some rotting shit. Wow, Jason's feeling. Yeah, Jason's consumed more alcohol than he has in a while, and and. But anyway, so Ludo had a little uh, a Manhattan in a in a mini mason jar, a jarette, mm. and that was smack in the middle of my dry my dry week. So I had that Manhattan sitting in the fridge on ice right now. So then, as soon as I walk into this this dive bar, which I forgot what it's called because the name on the outside of it is different from the name that everyone oh, else I love called that. it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, it's going well for Jason when you get a text message from him at one a.m. with a video of him buying a pack of cigarettes from a machine, <laughs> and then a picture of a suicide album in the jukebox. Which the you know the the traditional jukebox, unfortunately, has gone the way of the dodo bird. People have chosen to purchase those um, kind of obnoxious electronic ones where you can get any song you want, which defeats the entire purpose of the jukebox. Bro, you're just describing a Spotify allegory of sorts, aren't you? Well, I mean, fuck Spotify. In a more tangible setting. You know where I, you know where I stand. <laughs> fuck Spotify. We love jukeboxes. The old-timey jukeboxes. I just, there, was a, there, was, there was one at a place in Atlanta that I um, cut my teeth at, and by that I mean did cocaine in, um, called The Righteous Room. And boy, you're they, cutting. Because at a certain point, they had all the great records. They had the Smiths and Dylan and Rolling Stones, and they started putting just fire mix CDRs, <laughs> just with like all smat, like just all Smart. the best shit. So it was like I, I would spend twenty dollars every time I went in there, you know, because I just wanted to hear all, all Chris music, and people would get upset um, <laughs> at the kind of um, slow pace, maybe, of some of the songs it I was would an choose. Onslaught. They're like, all right, Saturday night, it's about twelve forty-eight. This <laughs> this hop spot is hopping. And and uh, and here is our seventh Elliot Smith song of the night. This Somehow is, this mean, man played my big buck hunter score is going down. <laughs> I, uh, the what's the what's the other game where it's like the nude photo game? <laughs> That's the oh yeah yeah yeah. Where you'd sit at the bar, you'd play sit the, at the bar, yeah yeah yeah. But I do think that those. I feel like the bar the you went to last night here in Indianapolis is exactly the kind of place you should go in a city like this because it sounded like it was kind of a melting pot mm-hmm. and it gave you a more clear view. Of the actual resident, the young people, kind of in the city. It was it was characters welcome. I young, like that, young and old. But it had uh, it, it felt like a community, like a real yeah, yeah. community watering hole. I haven't been to a bar, let alone a dive bar, in over a year. You know, I haven't since Smog Cutter closed, and I've had to. And I, <laughs> I know no, enough with the <laughs> relentless Smog Cutter jokes. I went there one time. I'm only bringing it up because you brought Elliot Smith up. Okay, tit for tat. Mm-hmm. An eye for an eye. Bad Brains was on the jukebox, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so I haven't been to a dive bar or any bar in a year, and it felt so bizarre to walk up to a bar and see some tatted up chick be like, what's up? What do you want? And I'm like, oh, oh, I could just order anything I want, and then I hand you a 20, and you give me ones oh back, and then I'd use those ones to put put a few songs on the jukebox it was bizarre i wish i could have stayed up late enough but unfortunately i just didn't have it in me I, i'm a little tj was on island time la style yeah but but dinner your uh, 10 is my seven dinner was good dinner was a, a lively group and, and we were happy to <laughs> not only meet our our shooter uh steve from tinker irl and zane fan of the show but also eric from Jag Jaguar. You had a hard sell trying to get our CDs off the ground. Yeah, but but I think we found a good work. Eric Eric was open there. to hear my concepts, and Eric is a 
cool cat, man. He's a cool cat. I, I, I like his vibe a lot. But so we had a, we had a, a make guys like that. We had a lads time. dinner at the hotel with some Asian fusion that was surprisingly good. <laughs> My expectations were not high, but it delivered. It was the, good. The squid was pop. I mean, I've never been to a restaurant and ordered twenty things. And and have said like the squid was my favorite thing. That's it's kind of rare. Are you not a squid head? I like squid just fine, but it's it's never the bell of the ball. Sure, as, sure, as it sure. pertains to a tasting menu sure. or an omakase. Yeah, but it was good. It was good. And then TJ continued to the bar where I, of course, had to retire because um, this morning I had to check out the local fitness culture um, <laughs> yep. because you you going to a dive bar is is your version of me going to check out a local gym. Mm-hmm. I went to a little place called Naptown Fitness. Like I, local I, is Naptown a nickname for the city? It has to be. It doesn't sound positive. It's kind of cool though. Yeah, I never heard. I never knew that. Indi- I mean, because like Indy ha- has the race here, so it could be like Lap Town. You got to do 500 laps at the Indy 500. But Nap, I mean, I don't know. I don't, everyone doesn't. Nobody seems too sleepy here. Maybe it's just quiet. It is quiet. And uh, one of the features you need for for nap taking. But yeah, I went to a place called Naptown Fitness this morning at eight a.m. I mean, I did. I have done two naps in the last, you know, less than two days. So. Maybe it's a maybe it's a nod to the drinking, the amount of drinking you do if you live here, and then you're tired the next day. Could be. You know, ain't nothing here to do but sit. I went to so I went to this gym at eight a.m. and I was um. Not ready for what I was presented, Jason. You were presented a high intensity fit class. A lot of Cross, um, was it CrossFit adjacent? I guess. I, I mean, I don't really. I haven't done was enough. Some backwoods berries. I don't. It was more of a backwoods berries. It was basically like you you partner up with someone in the class and then you you sprint two hundred meters outside and they sprint two hundred meters outside. You do that four times. It costs money. Then you go inside and you do a hundred snatches with yeah. a dumbbell. How many pounds is this dumbbell? I did thirty five. That's not Nothing bad. crazy. That's not bad. And then did then you do a hundred V ups, and we did that three times. Mm-hmm. And boy, I was fucked up. Your goose was cooking. My goose was cooked. Damn, that's good. Congrats. And you feel you felt good. You needed it. I really did. I, I needed it. I mean, I, I've I've this travel schedule has impacted my workouts. Luckily, of course, I get them in every fucking day, no matter what. Impressive. Um, but sometimes they are abbreviated or at a time that I don't like. And as I was telling you, you know, working out is, is partly anxiety relief. So doing it in the morning to scrape that crud off the, the, the little dome piece mm-hmm. is something I've, I've gotten quite accustomed to, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic that is now over. Yeah. So for me, it's a hey, don't talk to me until I had my coffee. And for you, it's don't talk to me until I've had my pumpy. Don't talk to me until I've pushed two plates. The issue with this travel schedule is I'm having to work out at funky times. You know what I mean? I'm 6 p.m. a 7. Last night, we got to the hotel 7 p.m. I'm in the gym. It, it doesn't i feel good still but the the day it's better than nothing but it ain't it's it's a little bit of a cock tease as well isn't it is a it? cock tease it is a cock tease now, so I, I think as you get older every time your little daily rituals and habits get out of whack or disturbed you get grumpier and grumpier as a result of it you're not able to recover from it it's weird i'm actually as i've gotten older i feel like i'm better at no go- matter how much laird i'm eating or consuming <laughs> God damn it. Go on. I feel I feel like I'm actually better at it at going with the flow than I ever have been in my life. It's helped really. Because yeah. yeah. you're beaten down by the world? No, I just think I realize that like nothing really matters that much. That's right. Like brother. it's going to be fine. There like, we go. Like when I missed that flight and I I think if I would have missed a flight like that 5 or 6 years ago, I would have had an absolute fucking meltdown. Yeah, I was talking to you when you missed that flight and I was like 30% chance we're going to get a relapse here. <laughs> 
But well, I talked to you off that ledge, my friend. Don't he worry. Said, Cho, we got to call a sponsor. One of us has got to call a sponsor. Uh-huh. No, I um, I uh, stay away from the Dilaudid, Chris. You don't need it. I don't know. CBD is not the answer right now. I I just don't care anymore. Like it, it. Well, it's not even that I don't care. I think it's that I recognize that that whatever this issue is is most likely fleeting and also not going to ruin my life. Obviously, a, a flight missing is a, is a, a really not a big deal in in the scheme of things. Do you want to win the battle or the war? Mm-hmm, exactly, and that's the kind of thing that used to would have caught i would have thrown my suitcase i would have yelled at a gate agent yeah i would have demanded something that i wasn't deserving of um and and you 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 would have had all day for this all you, day you all day the time yeah and and instead i got the time now i um treat myself to a little pizza you know and that's that's yeah it's a tj method actually it feels like something that could have rubbed off on me for bad man eat his feelings that, i mean obviously calorically it's not where you want to be at but We'll take a we'll take a pizza nibble, especially if it's an a New York pizza. I mean, airport pizza to quench that thirst. No, that's going to be bad. No, but no, if you go back and get a nice Brooklyn style slice of it, you know, in, in in New York, a proper one, I think that's a good that's a good you know, it's much better than picking up the needle or worse. That's that's no, that's very true. But yeah, so oh, overall, I mean, besides the the travel to get here, which was unfortunately. Uh, there are not direct flights from Los Angeles to Indianapolis, but it did allow me an introduction to the Burbank Airport, which Jason has been talking about for maybe since I've known him. Like it's some great place, and it's an actual shithole. It's just closer. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, but LAX, but isn't is, that doesn't that kind of describe everything? Good point. You're like it's 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 all shitty in different ways. You just pick your poison. What kind of shit do you want? Especially when you're comparing something, anything against LAX, which is just the most fucked up airport that we all just have to deal with because LA rocks so hard that we just have to do it. <laughs> any way that you're yeah. deviating from LAX, anything is better than that. I think it's more the issue for me is flying a non-Delta airline. When I lose my perks, I lose my perk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Without, yeah, that's your lifeblood. When they don't say, Mr. Black, thank you for being a Platinum Medallion member mm-hmm. as I settle into my reclining seat. That's because you've just been points pilled. It's one of the oldest tricks in the book. I haven't book been. By, point, I by haven't even corporate been, credit. America. I haven't even been points pilled. I just Come am on. loyal to an airline and receive benefits from that. You just said. <laughs> you just described being points pilled in just a different way. That's all it is. So why would you not want to fly more comfortably when you touch the skies? I mean, obviously, yeah. Loyalty programs like that work, and if you fly a lot, it makes a whole lot of sense. I get, I've been there before, and it's happened to me. And I've been, it's easy to be swept up in the whole point system. But the whole point of it is just so you, even if it's the more expensive flight, you choose. Yeah, do that you think air, I'm unaware airline. of what they're doing? I know, I know what, I'm not, I'm not trying to mansplain how, how. Bitch, I understand work. that I'm points pilled and I'm happy to be here, honestly. What I'm trying to get to is I have, I've been a naysayer from afar, but then when I was a, a part of the whirlwind, I was, I, it was very much like jeweling the cigarette. It seems bad and wrong, but I can't find a real fault to it. Like mm. there's it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like doing if you do it the right way, the way that they want you to do it so they get more success. It all kind of still, well, no still makes downside. my life easier. It still and that money's going to go into somebody's pocket. I'd rather put it in Delta's pocket than some garbage like JetBlue that doesn't go anywhere except the Dominican Republic. <sighs> you got to stop coming for JetBlue so hard, Chris. JetBlue's a fake airline. If your airline is a flight to Europe, you're a fake airline. Well, I mean, we're on uh, American Airlines, do they fly to Europe? Yeah, American Airlines is the only competition. I mean, it's basically Delta, United, American are the three. The big the three. The big three, yeah. yeah. Mm. So Delta is Coca-Cola. United is Pepsi. 
No, American, American is I w- Sprite. I would say American is Pepsi, and I would oh. say United might be an RC Cola. No, I mean Sprite's in the big three. Yeah, but Sprite's clear. I'm aware. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> oh, what's that? Yeah, so we heard about a new beverage. At the bar you were at last night was uh, a Sprite feature called, what was it the Cajun, Ragin' Cajun, or just Cajun? It was, you know, it was a New Orleans-based cocktail that I had never heard lore of, but it's it, it seemed to be a... Popular. A, a flavored Bacardi rum, a fruit flavor that was unidentified, but... Sprite. But then wasn't there something... Never, it was Sprite, that, and then a, a black pepper syrup, which I guess balanced out all the it's, I awful mean, flavors. It sounds interesting. I mean, I'm not, I was never a big Sprite head. But you would try it. I would, I, would, I would try a sip of the drink, but anything that has like a flavored Bacardi rum in it seems like a red flag to me. Because those are always twisted, like super processed. In the words of, of famous Sorry, rapper Lil' Kim, black Barbie dressed in Bulgari, <laughs> buying everybody at the bar Bacardi. Yeah, there was a time when every rap song had the word Bacardi in it. Cause it That's because they were paying for it. Well, it was probably a little bit of that, and it also rhymed with so many other words. I think with something like that, at some point they pay for it. I don't know if it's at the beginning or in the middle or at the end of the trend. But that's a cool business deal to be... Very like, cool. They should do a podcast or a Netflix documentary about that type of payola and how it all works. Because that's very... I mean, that's pretty much what we do here except without getting the money. Yeah, we just talk about stuff we like and unfortunately... Organically, it, subliminally, whatever words you want to use. Unfortunately, we don't... Have, this podcast is not a Billboard number one single, so it doesn't really move the needle in the same way. I know. I'm fine to get just a small chunk of that Bacardi money. I also... I had a new experience today. You probably had a lot of new experiences today. I befriended the hotel staff by... Some saying something about the number 420 and then everyone started saying like, oh, I'll walk you up to your room, bro. But then when I came down, hung over this morning in the lobby, they were playing a, a fucking remix that I made. They were the playing. Stereo. Jason walked up to me looking like he got hit by a bus. He's like, hold on. And he walks over to the front desk and says, where do you get this music from? Like con- confrontationally to the guy. The guy's like, I don't know, bro. It's some fucking software the hotel pays for. He's like, let me, let me see it. Can you show me? He pulled. He was happy to pull it up on, and, his, and on he, his device. And he was playing. Was it? It was playing a Flight Facilities Them Jeans remix. I don't know who Flight Facilities are, but I know the name. So are they... It's a couple Australian bros. Okay. Nice, nice and dudes. Wh- what, what era did you make this remix in? This was probably, I don't know, maybe like eight years ago, something like that. It was... It was they they did a, their own version of the famous song Claire de Lune, like a, like a nice piano. Oh, yes. Like a okay, okay, piano okay, okay, okay. Type song. Uh, and then I did like a bootleg remix of it and then it blew up and then I made like an official one and it was a K- KCRW darling remix for a while. So let me guess. How it was a hotel you, lobby ass le- song. Let me, let me guess. How much money did you get paid for that? <laughs> I don't remember. I mean, maybe like 3,500 or something. But you had to make a bootleg to get them to commission you. Oh, well, I just made a bootleg just to do it. Because you were just in the lab. Well, that, yeah, me making a bootleg was not like a part of my business plan to, to, to try to win them over. I just did it, and I was like, oh, I heard something. I'll just do it. And then the problem was when they are like, oh, my God, we love the remix. Here's all the, the stems for it, the original parts of the song. I was not able to do as good of a version recreating it with, like, with the actual stems of the song. It didn't have the, the I don't know, the, the same je ne sais quoi. Interesting. Yeah, that's just how it works. Sometimes the the Xerox of uh, of something looks better than the original. You know what I mean? No, that's true. That's true. But I it did it set it set our day off in a nice tone to see Hungover TJ perk up a little bit. Yeah, but then you said you did something that you've never done before in your entire life here in Indiana. Yeah, I did. I had an experience that I'm very proud of. 
Okay. I was able to successfully, with help, of course, um, pull a shot of espresso from a real machine and then have a sip of it, and it tasted good. Oh, yeah. I got it all on video, too. I mean, it was tough. I, I just, honestly, I'd never done it before. Anyone can make an espresso shot, but to, to do one and have it taste good and not fuck up, it's not so it, easy. The, the weighing, I guess I didn't understand. I mean, I, I, I never thought much about I see them do it all the time, mm-hmm. but I never thought much about the weighing and like the math of it all and like the watching the numbers part, <laughs> you know, because these guys. Well, the, nobody. I mean, not every place does that. No, no. But obviously, but unfortunately, places that we go to do, you know, fairly, yeah, yeah, yeah. fairly often. Because the only way to really tell is to by weigh, you know, by weighing it and specifically by grams, something with precision. But it does. It felt um, nice to, uh, to, to do something I've never done before. And it felt some of the sensations are good. Like when you're locking it in, you like the tangible feel of yeah, cold t- hard steel clinking against yeah, each other. Yeah, but just the way you the satisfaction pull- of an American-made machine. Yeah, I love American-made wielding machines. the power in those strong, soft hands of yours. My hands are not soft; they're actually quite calloused uh, from, of course, all my drumming and as well as weightlifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah you you don't you don't scream weightlifter energy, but that's the point. Wow, I'm trying to keep it low. He's a stealth bomber. But yeah, we went to we went to the understand how low you're keeping it, Chris. We went to the uh, you ain't that low. We went to the Tinker Coffee World Headquarters. Yeah, we got to do a coffee cupping, like a real one, not like a Jason led one. Not yeah, a true coffee cupping. It took like an hour. You know, you you eat, you just eat the raw grinds. You rub them on your body. You smell it. You 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 do every one of your senses. You hear the coffee. Uh, the whole the whole thing. You you talk about the notes. You do a sip. The the note out. the note chart mm-hmm. that was provided for us was truly a word salad like I had never seen before. I've, I'm I'm familiar with that flavor yeah. wheel. I'm not, and <laughs> I don't. I didn't think you would. Boy, howdy, is that something? It's I'm I'm it, it really it's one of the most frustrating things in the world for me to taste coffees like that because I my brain it's like it's right there but I can't process it into words it's like i have some type of say the words you know some like coffee dyslexia or or something where like i can see it right there but i can't i can't i can't lasso it and pull it in i can only think of stupid stuff that's like not that relevant but it was pretty fun to do and it does i will say that the the change it is real (laughs) okay yang you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Come see me. Change is real. You mean the change of like when you like this is what it is when you smell no, it no. We're, we're arresting uh, old women selling churros on the street. <laughs> That's the change that New York needs. Yang voice. <laughs> um, no, it is a uh, no. Like when you first when it's dry versus you know when, when you, it's wet, wet versus when, you, when, you, when it's in your mouth versus in a bowl. Yeah, it's just having having a lot of different lives. Yeah, having having them guide us through it was um, interesting. I don't uh, need to do it again unless it results in another product for us. <laughs> but I yeah. liked it. Yeah, I, I think the the thing I always liked about cupping is there's there's no wrong answers. Even if you're bad at it, to just you know try hard because even if you do a, a bad answer or an incorrect answer. It'll at least be entertaining, or, or no? Something. That's actually that's a great point. It is. It is just kind of a fun thing to do. Isn't that the metaphor? For but life? it's nice when somebody. It's nice when somebody like Steve was, you know, walking us through it and like doing the whole, you know, like really. We just had to sit back and sip to have a cup in concierge. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is this TJ Make a Wish Foundation? 
I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. I kind of also hope to never cup again. I'm like, I would rather just taste the final product and be like, it's good. You don't want to know how the sausage is made. Well, I mean, the 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 chiller thing was wild though. Mm-hmm. Like to the, make instant cold brew. Yeah, we because because the snap shell process is done off site. Like we basically took <laughs> the coffee brewed and then poured it into this contraption, it's like a jug with ice in it. Mm-hmm. Like in the walls of it. Not unlike when you get a tower of beer at a Thai restaurant or yeah. some Korean barbecue but space. But within with a piping hot cup, a hot cup of coffee, it, within two minutes was cold. It blew my fucking mind. But anyway, mud round two is tasting fucking good. Yeah, man. It's really good. Just as bright as round one. A 70-30 split. Yeah, we're learning a lot about how the coffee blending is made, how you need the foundation, you need the... You need the backbone, you need the rhythm guitar and the lead guitar. You mm-hmm. need the drum and the bass. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, you this, know. This Mud 2.0 is a nice rhythm section. You know, it's just so weird that we started a podcast a year or whatever ago, and now it's like, all right, are we going to turn this podcast into a, a coffee a coffee business? Well, I mean, I think that if the, I'm, it's, it's good and we can do it. So it feels like, why not is my, yeah. like if the, I, I feel very confident about, like I personally like the product quite a lot, which yeah, me too. I was not, you're never sure. You know what I mean? Especially, I mean, now I'm sure, but, but at the very beginning, of course you're like, yeah, with, with things like wine and coffee, you never know until it's too late. It's just like, all right, here's, here's the 500 cases that you ordered. <laughs> yeah, God bless with your label with your face printed on it. And you're like, okay, if this tastes bad, then we're all we're all. Fucked. Once we secure some some real distribution and get into some to some larger markets, I think we'll be good to go. Yeah, I want to get into the airport. Where where at the airport? Any airport. We're turning and burning in airports, man. Especially now that COVID's over and we're coming back to travel. Like w- when we were at the the cursed Phoenix airport. Shout out to Phoenix. Love you guys. It was fucking popping. Slam. The Phoenix airport was shoulder to shoulder with fucking Blue Lives Matter mouth breathers. The amount of the amount of oh. Blue Lives Matter type gear in the Phoenix airport. We were there for forty five minutes. It was, you couldn't count it. The middle of America is a gang of white people at this point. I think it's it's to me. I feel like the South gets that reputation for good reason. But I feel like I yeah. see like if I'm in Atlanta, it don't look like that. It was weird. It was weird that like the Phoenix airport. I don't know where they're heading to or where they're going, but it's it really seemed like a. A white national militia boogaloo stronghold. I don't... Is that something that Phoenix is known for? Arizona's a pretty Republican-ass place. Sure. I mean, of course. But it felt, like, overwhelming. It was that, overwhelming. Like, that's every, every every third backpack I saw was a tactical backpack. Yeah, with the... But it and has it, the, you, and you, it could just be, like, a, a, a mom and her kids. It can be a 60-year-old guy who's, like... A, a mechanic or it could just be some like 30 year old guys who are clearly proud boy members and it's all you know they're wearing i saw a guy wearing a hoodie that said fuck your feelings on it and it's just like that's that's what you wear at an airport wearing a mess- and, and, but he had and he had like the hat on it with like the double the the guns crossed like the brand that makes like the the tactical shit it's crazy and it's just like you're you know it's it's a saturday afternoon you're going to an airport to go fly and there's like kids and families and women being pushed on on wheelchairs and just you know and that's what you that's what you want to wear it's really a statement but i i I just feel like i guess i haven't spent that much obviously i've never been to arizona before that was my first time but i but i i those places i just don't think about them that much 
Yeah. So maybe that's what it is too. Like I just don't even think about it. But you don't hear about them either. It's not like that's that's like something the news. I mean, Atlanta's in the news so much now, obviously for for many reasons, good and bad. Um, yeah, because I think I think the difference is the South is still diverse enough to where it's like, all right, yeah. we're we're gonna have you guys in check. But those middle, you know, those Arizonas and Idaho's and whatever's areas where it's just like they get to kind of quietly brew over there. And they're just on a, a steady feed of that that shit, and there's nobody to oppose them. It was really interesting. It's, it's we both, dark, no- man. But we both noticed it. We both were like, "What the fuck is going on in here? Like, why is this so?" And also, you know, you get the feeling that when you go, when these people go to an airport, that's their first and only chance to just like be their, you know, represent their style and their selves to the rest of the world. Because otherwise, they're just, you know, they'll go to Walmart and everyone is dressed like them, and it's no big deal. So that's like their prom is getting to the reason the they're wearing airport. their statement T-shirt is because it's the one of the rare times they get to make a statement exactly among people they don't know. Whereas you and I live a life where every day is on the catwalk of of the world. God, you're telling me no and matter that, if it's Larchmont or Soho. That's why that's why I keep all my shirts with weird American flags on them, <laughs> you know, ready to go. It's just also just like. What what's do you just add so can you just add any color to the flag now as a single <laughs> line? Like can we like what what does that mean? Like where where I'm from, you're not allowed you know, the, the American flag is sacred. You're it's meant to be respected and not altered. For example, if I saw you with American flag and then you clumsily let it touch the ground, I would have to beat you up. And you would whip my ass and I'd deserve every whooping. You would take it like a man because you know that you disrespect I have my hands behind my back. I'd be screaming, sir, yes, sir, as the teeth are removed from my skull one by one. (laughs) No, but it's like, so there's the the blue line for the fucking fuck 12. There's a red line for firefighters, (laughs) which like, what? Firefighters? What do they have to do with anything? But I think there's other, there's also like a gray out. There's like a gray black a gray where, the, where the stars are grayed out, like in a box. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't know what the what the grayed out one. It might just be a logo for a, a clothing company. It could be that, or it, it it almost looks like that's like like when you go to a website and that's like content that's protected. Like you have to hit the paywall to see that flag. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Not to bring pay paywalls back. But again. what I'm asking is, we shouldn't do a flag with a green and blue stripe, like like how long gone podcasters rights i just no 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 not even rights just like a cool graphic you know that doesn't seem it doesn't seem acceptable so we'll we'll back away from that i just want to make sure right now is not the best time to do flag stuff (laughs) no matter what country it is no 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 but but all all joking aside it's will there ever will there ever be a time where flag stuff is cool i mean probably not I mean, it's so weird. Like even when we were kids, if you were like, "Oh, that guy's wearing a a flag with the American flag on it," or or any country flag, you're like, "Oh, that person likes Sweden. That's cool." And now it's like, "What the fuck does that mean?" I mean, like Springsteen, Ryan Adams had a flag on his album cover. He stand in front of his album cover in the early 2000s. Now, if you did that, it would be like it'd be insane. It'd be a think piece. Like even a country singer wouldn't do that unless they're one of them special country singers. You know, not even Morgan would do it. You know, I mean, he's got a lot of time on his hands. I hope he's working on Smart Direction. Put all that billboard money into crypto. Right. I, I, br- I bought my Doge, baby. If I see one more bozo posting about their Doge coin going up, <laughs> what's worse? What's worse? Vaccine selfie or crypto? Vaccine selfie or crypto screenshot or or Coinbase screenshot? It's those are the two. Those are two current one. plagues of the social or, media. Or I voted selfie. Well, that's over. <laughs> What voting's over? No, but I mean, at least I'm saying that's not currently. But yeah, the the voting sticker has been replaced. Well, I'm just, that's just not currently part of the lexicon because it's not an election year. That's true. 
But I never forget those voting, those voter selfies. But I feel like you're the kind of guy who would just wear a bandana on his arm to like <laughs> as a conversation starter. Wear a bandana on my arm ba- as a band aid, like a band aid. Oh, like a band aid. Oh, wear this it for the next six months. Mm. So, so people would be like, "Oh, who did you get? That's so cute." I'm not happy enough with my weight right now to wear a sleeveless <laughs> tee. I don't have the I don't have the uh, basketball player like shoulder definition that I'm looking for right now. But you know, we're around the corner. But no, I would never do that. Did you see me post a vaccination selfie? No. No, because you're afraid of me, and I appreciate that. I wanted to so badly, but I was afraid of what you would you do. You knew the How Long Gone brand manager would I come I mean, at you, you do strike the fear into the hearts of many people. No, I just don't. Last night at dinner, when I was having uh, our, our alone time with, with Papa Chris gone, <laughs> both of the people, there's three people total, one of them being me, all three of us, did not wear our Apple watches to dinner last night because of you. And we all, it was like a support group. <laughs> it works, bitch. And then they were both wearing theirs today. The thing about making fun of Apple watches is it's just funny. I understand that people are data queens <laughs> and I'm just not like, I just don't, I just data don't queens. care. Like I will put, I will put looks and aesthetics above data. Which could cause me problems in the long run. There is a stylish way to do it. There is a compromise. And I can't afford the Hermes band yet. I've never seen Apple Watch look cool. No. But the problem is, if you just wore it at the gym, which would make sense to me, or while you're running or while you're playing tennis, but then it's not a, a full capture of the data, so it's kind of worthless. Yeah, that's true. Which, which I, and that makes sense, too. It's like, so if you're, if you're, that's the beauty of Apple and the genius of it is like for it to work, you have to wear it all the fucking time yeah. for the data to be accurate. It, it, it is true. The, the, the fittest people that you know, the fittest people and the fattest people, neither of them have an Apple Watch ever. So just a quick question. Where do I fall on that? No, you're not, you're not, but you're not ripped enough to not, to, to not have to wear an Apple Watch. You're still, you're still in the strike zone of the type of cat who could wear an Apple Watch. Like it, it, people wear the Apple Watch for the last ten pounds is what I'm was uh, what I've noticed. Okay, so can I borrow your? <laughs> I love Apple Watches now, I guess. <laughs> but it's it's just kind of like well, like I've done everything, and then maybe this Apple Watch will do it. I guess maybe because watches aren't necessary in any way at this no, point. Not at all. You know, they're not necessary in any way. So to me, it's it's when I think about I mean, I don't wear a watch of any kind, but when I think about one, it's more of like a piece of jewelry or it has sentimental value. It's an it's an ornament. Yeah. Or you and, just love watches so Yeah, much. and Apple watches are fucking ugly. So it's yeah, like That's true. You know, whereas if you when you get the Patek or we get you the the Royal Oak or the, you know, the AP bust down. Mm-hmm. You know, once we get we're getting the remember, don't ever forget we're getting the matching i'll have blue face you can have green face oh that's nice of you that's, that's cool right <laughs> of, a, of a rolex no 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 oh, something AP, nicer ap okay yeah yeah but i mean a slimy a slimy a audemars yeah oh god bro <laughs> we're, we're i'm slimed out no nickelodeon <laughs> slatty slatty i just I, I, another thing that's happening on social media is just everybody posting about that slime season two album I listened to the Slime Season 2 album. I'm yeah. literally like, is something wrong with me? This is boring <laughs> as fuck. It's so boring. It is boring. It's there, nothing boring. happens. It's, it's just, it's barely background music. It's, 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 it's people, music for people who are on drugs, for people who are on drugs, or people who want to pretend like they're on drugs. I think it's more, yes, that. I think it's also white people just being like, this is so cool. Yeah. Definitely. These guys are so cool. That's what I meant by people who want other I people see. to think okay. that they're on yeah, drugs. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. 
because it's like I, I I don't Gunna and Young Thug are both very cool and interesting people and and Gunna artists. is one of the coolest lesbians I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Easily one of the coolest lesbians on earth. But like the music is I Young it's, Thug peaked what five years ago. But you know, if you asked a younger person, they would probably disagree with you. But Re- but I really agree with though, you. or do you think they've moved on to stuff that we don't even know about? Both. They both. They they st- like like Thug will always be goat to them because it's just like what it is. But yeah, they're onto young people who are just named Lil something that we've. Do never Do you remember heard when of. I went to a Young Thug? Lil performance? go out and get it. Lil go out and do something with your life. <laughs> when I went to a Young Thug performance, it was fucking lit. Yeah, it was really fun. And it was all white dorks in like Yeezys. Yeah, man. And he's he he does a terrible job at his live show. It was awful, but it was fun. Like the the mm. energy was insane. Like it was amazing. Like he really was commanding the room. And it's like the white bros, they go off. It's just so strange that Young Thug, which is like, to be honest, he's pretty progressive in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. He was he was, he wore a dress way before Kid Cudi did, and he looked good too. He did look good, and I mean, but in general, though, he's just like a pretty interesting person, and like lives on another planet. He's out there for him to. I think that to succeed, you basically need white frat bros to like you, no matter what kind of music you make. All from John Mayer to Young Thugger. It's the same, honestly. I think in a lot, of, there's a lot more crossover there than we think about. So that if you can get into that. That feeds the streets. I think once you once you reach a certain level, it's like if you don't have white frat boys or like eighteen to twenty one year old girls, you might as well hang it up. Yeah, that's that is the that is the ultimate sweet spot because that's who's buy, that's who's buying tickets too. That's the other thing. It's like that's where this they have the disposable income yeah. and the and the age and the desire to go out and and see live concert events. Yeah. and they're dumb enough to spend money to get into One Oak to see exactly the Chief Keef. You know, three song walk through. Three song walk through. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. And and they be spending they they be spending money the way that it's not their own. No, and I'm sure Young Thug is like, who are these fucking dorks? But it's like whatever, you know. You get to have sex with one of them. Well, that's a great point. I I just don't. I just found that whole thing to be people are like, oh shit, like posting pictures of it at like midnight on you know the day came. I'm like. Guys, is this something special here, or is this just? No, no, it's not. It's definitely not. The, the photo, the photo is iconic, ish, or that's there, it was I, attempting that, to be iconic. That's what I'm saying about about these guys, though. It's like they're very cool and they're very interesting, and they're like they're they truly are doing something very different. It's just not very good. But then when they go into like it, it's all there, everything is there except for the product, like the styling, the photography, all of it, the vibe, the energy, the attitude is there. But then when you just hit play on the song, and it's just just talk about the same old shit same old same old nothing new nothing spicy nothing funky that's why i have to listen to music that i don't like as much just because it's different are you talking about poo shiesty talking about poo shiesty yeah (laughs) no i mean but that's what i was saying to you too about those drake songs that came out when those came out i was like boring yeah now i'm like these are pretty good you're coming around to it yeah it's a slow burn. I do think it's strange like that, he, that they feel old because he didn't speak about any current events when it's been like the biggest year in current events maybe ever in his lifetime. Yeah. Um, but if I can remove that from the equation, it's just like, oh, these songs, like, they have like structure and the beat is good. It's just, it's better. If, if rapping about, co- is, is rapping about COVID or putting COVID in your lyrics, is that, is that a good idea or a bad idea, do you think? I, like, do you, was there were there any songs that mentioned nine eleven? 
I'm sure, yeah. I mean, I think it's... Well, you can't name one. No, but th- that's the thing about rap music especially, is it moves so quickly, it's like ephemeral that it doesn't matter. Like, they talk about shit all the time that's going to be dated. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the, everything is dated. They make 100 songs a month. It doesn't matter, you know? So it's like... It's true. I don't... I was just surprised... I'm just surprised by that. Whereas I've heard other rappers do it. Mm-hmm. Like, even some of these songs we've had on the radio show, like Moneybag, Yo, like guys like that are making jokes about it. Yeah. It's cool. It's like funny. <laughs> well, it's just like that. Hip hop is topical. I just, but I just wonder if Drake is not mentioning anything current as a, you know, as a strategy, or if it just happened, you know, coincidentally. Good point. I mean, it's. I mean, I think those songs. Something. Are, I think those songs are old, and I think that Drake mm-hmm. also recuts things and like adds shit last minute all the time because it's easy to do that with hip hop because you just punch in your voice and it's Kanye go. does it too. Yeah. But like, I, I just, I, I don't know, but either way, those songs have grown on me where I, th- I, I, th- I think like listening to this stuff, I'm like, this does nothing for me. It's the, it's the equivalent of fast fashion versus a timeless piece from Drake's. You know what I mean? It's true. Thank you. My code is nice, isn't it? But sometimes I want to be a thoughty little ratchet and get my Fashion Nova music on just because even if it's fun for just that weekend, if it's a fleeting moment Agreed. of, of that, think- like this is a dumb ass, terrible song and I'm going to... I'm gonna go dummy for it for the next 48 hours and throw it away. Like <laughs> that a song spent you played condom. on radio, the the Vanessa Carlton sample, mm-hmm. that is that to me. That is that. It's awesome, but I never need to hear it again. In one month, it'll be a nightmare. It'll be a, a virus that I want to remove from my body. I'll, it's it has absolutely zero staying power, but it'll be the song of the weekend. But what I'm saying is that's not even what this is. Right. It's not. It's not that. There's Drake. There's fun shit like that. That's just kind of like. A funny one-off that's good and fun and you want to hear in the club and there's this other stuff that people also like intellectualize (laughs) and i'm like guys they said slatty 50 times in a row over a boring beat like i don't need a thousand words about that the beat was not boring chris it's i saying slatty a bunch of different ways is silly and and shout out to my man southside no shade at southside but Southside did a great job man it's just not great and you know i mean it's it's not much, not much rap music nowadays is great, unfortunately. But what is but that? That's just old hit shit. What does that mean? Does there does there need to be a new crop, or are we just not hearing it because we're old? We're just in between movements right now, or maybe the movement that we're in, the period that we're in. The right drill, now. the drill thing didn't do much. I mean, I I like. I think Pop Smoke is one of the most overrated artists of all time. He had two songs. Mm-hmm. I think Five Year Foreign had a couple songs, mm-hmm. but overall, with that, I mean, we've talked about this before. But the issue is the beat is the same. Yeah, every song. I know that's the whole point. But that just grows tired for me. That is the point, and the point is not great. It's not timeless, especially when you grow up on you know more sample based stuff where it was, every song sounded brand new every time. Do you think that could come back? Yeah, or I does think, it require too much are, effort? I think the people that are doing that now are have not hit the point where they're like legendary yet. But there just needs to be a, a moment where someone comes out and it's like this producer and this rapper, they're both at the peak of their game. They're ready to do it. You know, like a you know, like when Drake and Forty or We're whatever like locked in. We're locked in. Yeah, you have to have that. You have to have like Outcast moment where every song and every sample is just like, damn, this is crazy. Every song is so new, and except otherwise, you just get your. Do you your think that? Fatigue. Do you think it's because the the way that the music is made has changed, where it's like I want as many producers as possible sending me shit, versus like I'm gonna go in the lab for fucking six months with DJ Toomp and go crazy, <laughs> like. Yeah, there's there's too many moving pieces. There's too many parts. It's too convoluted. It just get the whole game gets fucked up. The label, the record 
industry, the the agents, the artists, the managers, the homies, the all the politics involved just muddies everything up. Nothing, no real art happens anymore. Well, you're saying, but that stuff's always existed. Yeah, that's true. But it, it just as time goes on, you know, not on like just governments in general. It's just like as time goes on, it's just another thing, and they put a bandaid on that, and deal with that later. And sure. After after a while, and and also like so many of the good songs have been sampled by now that. You really have to work hard at doing. Everyone's lazy now. Even that song we played that's got the bad like metal sample. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who is the Roddy Rich and um, four four two Doug four two Doug Scorpion that, sample? I like don't like. I think that's corny, but I'm also like this is kind of cool because nothing, <laughs> no one's doing it, so it's like kind of interesting. And also the way that just like, like the Burbank Airport. Good point. Just like, a, but the way a hip hop producer would listen to Scorpion, I have to recognize like they don't know what this is. They just think it's like, I mean, they know what it is. Like they we, just, I found an old like rock song. Yeah, they think of it as like an old rock song where I'm like, yeah, bro, there's like the Rolling Stones, though. But like you can't sample that either. So, so it makes sense. It's just to me, it's like that sounded different. When I, heard, when I heard fucking Flex bring it back three times in the Uber, I was like, damn, is this song good? And I'm like, it's actually, just novel. I, but I think it is pretty good because yeah. it's a real song. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's like, and that the sample. It's a real song. It has life. It has character. It has personality. It's not just the sample made me and, notice and it too. It made me like take notice, which to me is is. I mean, like when Kanye was doing all that stuff. I mean, that was like insane, bro. Mm-hmm. When that when that era of samples and like no ID and all. I mean, it's crazy. Like that's that to me isn't even dusty yet because it's too good. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's good enough, it'll stand on its own. It doesn't matter how dusty it is. I I absolutely hate. Gold Digger by Kanye because I've heard it too many times, but it's insane as a piece of yeah, songwriting. It's like about as good as it gets. You're just like, damn. I, I guess I kind of damn. I forgot about now. Gold Digger. I hated Gold Digger. I, I just, it just. I, I, I don't think I loved it that much at the time, but you're absolutely right. That's a great example of a song. It's like undeniable, so good, like about as good as it gets. Jamie Hawks, Fox singing on the hook, the whole thing. Damn, I forgot about Jamie Foxx as a singer. Jamie Fox. I like Jamie Foxx sometimes. I'll take him over John Legend. There was a good podcast that he did where he just told all these crazy. I mean, Jamie Foxx is one of those guys that's got insane stories. Mm-hmm. He's because he's been famous for thirty years, and he's a better talker than Martin Lawrence. That's which is a bummer for me. Well, he's more famous, sadly. Yeah, but he, Martin's cooler. Uh, where is Martin? Uh, I think he's maybe he's down in the south. Maybe he's an ATL or something But is he one of those guys who's just like rich and kind of hangs out and does stand-up sometimes? Yeah, he just raises his kids, just chills. He he did the Will Smith movie. My neighbor on the airplane was watching Bad Boys 2. Didn't catch it, though. Never watched Bad Boys 1 either. I don't care about none of that shit. I don't care about none of that shit either. Fuck Will Smith. Yeah, definitely fuck Will Smith. He's so corny, dude. He's so corny. He's a bad rapper. He's a bad actor. Get him out of here. Is he a Scientologist? Might as well be. He's a Scientologist in my heart. Jada Pinkett's new metal band sucks ass too. You ever listen to the music of their kids? It's all bad. I wouldn't go that far. They dress cool though. Jaden had one banger. What's it called? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> I would not go that far. That's right. What is Jaden famous for? Music or his mom doing Red Table? Being trippy. Is he trippy? Yeah, I mean, for being the the like the richest kid in school who does weird shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the first one to paint his fingernails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pushed it to the limit, and that's cool. That's a that's a good way to spend all of that money. I love Jason Smith existing. I mean, his New Balance is one of the ugliest shoes I've ever seen created, <laughs> but he's cool. Like I have, like I think it, it makes sense that he is a member, uh, like a leader in that generation. 
I agree. The world needs him. Uh, Chris, what do we? Um, I guess we're pretty much wrapping up here, my friend. Time flies in Indianapolis. Time flies in. We have to go eat some dinner. I'm getting. I'm getting bros. a little hungry. Surprisingly. Okay, we can go down and get some nuts. We can get an Urban Remedy wrap in the in the lounge. Can't What's we? the restaurant called tonight? Beholder. Beholder. Yeah. The menu looks very good. I think we're gonna get wide open. I'm I'm excited. There's there is some raw elements, so it, Daddy would like a dozen. It's time. I haven't had oysters in a minute. So we came to the right place, Indiana. I mean, they're probably flown in daily. Yeah, they are. Don't worry. I'm not worried about our seafood selection sign. Um, <laughs> so this week in on how long gone we have? Do we have an extra episode? I think all things go well. You know what? We got an extra episode just because, just because we feel like feeding the streets. You're damn right, and because of scheduling issues. But hey, <laughs> an extra episode, great. Yeah, we're, we're like I said. Are we going to put it behind the paywall? There is no paywall. Yeah, most people Fuck would you, make Dan. most people would make you pay for an extra episode. Oh, here, can you give me five dollars for this extra episode? You know what? We'll just give that shit to you for free. Mm-hmm. I just spent five dollars on a Topo Chico in the fucking hotel lobby. Like it's nothing. <laughs> uh, thank you, and I'm gonna drink mine right now. I was gonna take yours if you didn't finish it, but yeah, we we have an extra episode this week. Um, we're crossing the pond for a special episode with one of the greatest selectors of our generation. Ooh. We're taking it all the way back to the dirty streets of money making Manhattan for Radio for. for a couple of a couple of uh, ladies that are that are really moving the needle, and then bringing it all the way back to L.A. Cool. for a fellow podcaster. So it's it's really we're we're, we're uh, traversing the globe as we do, and I don't mean from L.A. to Indiana. You we had to mean? do something for 420 week. You know what I'm saying? We had to do a little something extra for 420. Edibles kicking in. Shout out to all my smokers out there. Oh, my chiefers. You know what I'm saying? All right. Just for that, I'm going to add a little sublime to the end of this episode. Why don't we... R.I.P. Bradley as he plays us out. Do we have any bands from Indiana we could add? Oh, I'm good. I'm going to do sublime. What about a Larry What about a Larry Bird sample? I'll see if Larry Bird did any songs with sublime. <laughs> um, if, if there is one, I'll add it. Uh, no promises. Thank you guys for listening to How Long Gone. Uh, thank you to Steve and the whole Tinker family for hosting us in Indiana. Thank shout you to the, Zane. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Zane. Shout out to the Bala Works Hotel for having the longest largest hallways i've ever seen in my life yeah baby um and uh i guess that's it we'll see you uh we'll see you next week thank you all bye bye